You like movies about gladiators? Those men wanted to have sex with me! Great Scott! Nice Bieber. Oh, Cinderella boy. Rambo is a pussy. Come with me if you want to live. Hello, and welcome to Retro Ramble. I'm Charlie McGee. I'm George McGee. And this episode is a slight diversion from our usual monthly feature of looking at 80s and 90s films. This time, thanks to a lot of questions from our dear listeners, we've decided to take a look back and review the films of 2017. Before we go any further, however, we'd just like to remind you that this particular episode will contain numerous spoilers for these films. We're going to be looking and discussing Logan, John Wick 2, everything in Wonder Woman. Uh, what else do we cover, George? We cover Guardians 2, uh, War for Planet of the Apes, uh, The Last Jedi, Justice League, Blade Runner, uh, Dunkirk. So if you've not seen these films, uh, we are announcing them before we discuss them. Um, so you may want to skip ahead. We don't want to ruin anything for anyone deliberately or unknowingly. So, George, it's been a an interesting year for blockbusters. I'm not sure if it's safe to say it's been a great year for blockbusters. We've had some good films. I think in terms of there's been good films throughout the year. I think the films that summer blockbuster window just doesn't exist anymore. They sort of kind of start in March and end yeah. in around September. Yeah, I mean, if you think that you you know that you're getting a Star Wars film every Christmas... You know, the Marvel have got, what is at it, least two or two. three? At uh, least one two. One at the start, the summer, one at the end. One at the end of the summer. DC mm. uh, had uh, big plans until Justice League. So, yeah, it is It is strange. And then I think it's it's harder for some lesser-known directors to get noticed. There seems to be more reliance on franchises and, and brand recognition. So Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of comic book films in this list. Charlie and I have compiled the majority of the films that we're talking about we have both seen there yeah. might be a couple of one or two yeah one or two that only one of us has seen and yeah there is a lot of comic book or franchises in there but hey that's just the state of the industry right now absolutely absolutely and the other thing is that we are still watching films we're still avid film watchers and a lot of them are referencing assets or films or um well as you said it's, it's brand recognition yeah, it's all bra- about the merch yeah there's been a lot of revisiting to universes that uh, existed back in the day so it is in well we're arguing that it was relevant mm. so in in the chronological how do you say that chronological in release order in release order thanks because i thought i was gonna have to record you saying chronological and then just play it whenever i need it in life so yeah in release order it's logan it's logan finally we get a proper wolverine film and it's it's everything that we wanted and you know hats off to fox for taking a chance on such a bold violent and sweary film yeah and i that is rammed at you from the get-go from the get-go and it's it's a very interesting film like that. The opening scene, there's you you expect you know Wolverine to you know hand these guys asses to them on a plate, you know to completely kick ass, and he's getting the shit beaten out of him. Yeah, and then suddenly yeah the the, the claws finally come out and limbs are flying everywhere. 
I thought it was full of great performances, had some really touching scenes, some great action sequences. Yeah, surprising, generally surprised. The beautiful relationship between him, I mean, it was just so, we, who doesn't love Patrick Stewart? If you don't love Patrick Stewart, send us your name, we will hunt you down and kill you because he yeah. is the, the one of the, he's, a, he's obviously a true thespian through and through, mm. but the the energy, the, the relationship, the dynamic between I'd, the two I'd, of them. I'd easily say it's their, both of their best performances in the whole, x-men absolutely know, universe yeah. that they, they've really gives the them room to breathe as characters and takes them in different directions it's interesting to see a a sort of senile professor x swearing and effing and jeffing that, those first few few scenes where he's going around and <laughs> isn't he pretending to be kind of crazy as well uh, yeah. a little bit that he's taking it yeah because he's pretending that he is taking his meds but yes, yeah, they do some really interesting things. It was like the threat that he could pose if if he was to go senile. And then there was the, what would Wolverine, wh how how do you finish the story? How, and how do you finish both of their stories properly? Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting sort of send off for the Wolverine character. And it, to quote Freddie Mercury, who wants to live forever? Yeah. And that, you know, that whole conundrum of immortality, I think it really approaches it in, in, a, in an interesting way. I'd say it's not perfect. It is a great film, but there's some pacing issues. There's the I really like the uh, guy. I think it's Donald Pierce, the the guy with this the cyborg hand. I thought he was an interesting villain, but then he like disappears for half the film. Yeah, because he's from uh, Narcos, uh, which I've yet to see. He's very good. He's very good I've... in that. But also, when you come to season two, this is not at all any spoiler. I think it's actually to do with the story itself. He's not in it. I mean, Narcos. The follow-up right. season is amazing. It's great. Yeah. No, I thought. Yeah, I, th I thought he was very good, and it was a shame that he was sort of written out. Um, you have Richard E. Grant hamming it up, doing some great villain monologuing at the end. Yeah, he can't this, get enough of it. This is my evil plan all along. Yeah. Well, I say it's, it's got some flaws, but I I can't wait to watch it again. I I was actually holding off because I watched it at the cinema, and I take it you've heard about this uh, the black, black and, white and white version. Yeah. yeah. So I it it's appeared on every streaming offer mm. under the sun but i'm holding off I'm, uh, I'm not sure if i'm overly fussed about seeing it in black and white i i'd liked i don't think it really needs to i can understand the because i think mad max did it the fury road they did mm. it in a black and white version that i'd be more interested to see but really i thought you'd want to see all the colors in mad max because it was so <laughs> but yeah hey ho it's uh you know it's, it's again it's great to show that they're you know they're giving directors a chance to do their own thing yeah uh, including the, you know, releasing it in a black and white version. And it obviously makes them a bit more money. And if you are a massive uh, fan of Hugh Jackson, then, I th sorry, is it Hugh Jackman or Hugh Jackson? Yeah, either works. It, he, he answers to either. Yeah, so uh, check it out on YouTube. There's a video of him doing the sound recording for oh, some of the... Oh, yeah, the ADR. It's the, brilliant. The ADR work at the end, and it's basically just him standing in front of a screen making Wolverine noises. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it, great, though, but it, it shows the energy that he puts into his roles. Yeah, and, and it shows, yeah, the what a nice guy Hugh Jackman is and how quickly he can turn into a screaming psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, he's, and he also sings and dances. We I, love you, Hugh. He's very talented. I just want to dance. <laughs> By the way, uh, just before we move on to the second film, George has got a little bit of a squeaky chair. Apologies. And I did ask him to kneel before Zod and just do the rest of the podcast on the floor, but we're going to try and give it a go. And I've told him just not to move while he talks. Not to move too much. Okay. Yeah. So... It's John Wick 
Part two. Chapter two. Chapter two. Sorry, damn it. Yeah. Anyway, it's more John Wick. Yeah, it gives you what you loved about the first one and it expands the mythology, which is great because there was lots of subtle touches in the first one about this League of Assassins. Um, hotel of Assassins. <laughs> and that have a very nice hotel. Uh, they have their own currency system. They don't believe in Bitcoin. They've got gold shiny coins. Nobody believes in Bitcoin right now, brother. It's more... Uh, more of what you want to see, more headshots, more gratuitous violence, more pounding techno music in, and flashing lights. More point-blank headshots point as well. Blank there are headshots and then there's a headshot from an inch away. <laughs> uh, the only thing, uh, I did enjoy it, I thought it was a lot of fun. The only thing I thought they, they are getting, and I know the whole the whole premise is, is quite silly, but he is becoming quickly becoming a bit of a superhero and a bit a bit like Wolverine. It seems like in sort of real physics, he should have died in the first 10 minutes. I think he gets run over three times in that opening yeah, scene. If they'd taken that bit where he gets run over, because the rest is explained that he's got bulletproof suits. That that I liked, but yeah, it's the fact that he's stabbed, shot, run over. Yeah, a bit too much with the car. Thrown around a lot. But yeah, I... Don't worry about that. Don't worry. I'm overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. But yeah, a lot of fun. And can't wait for for part three. Yeah, I mean, it makes you... I went back and obviously watched John Wick. Well, I have John Wick because I loved it so much. So I just stuck that on straight away. And I do prefer the first one. There's something about it. There's something about about the it's the freshness of it yeah I, th I think that's the only uh, weakness is that it is just sort of doing more of the same but bigger and more headshots but it's the thing that carries this film for me as well is just i love canoe reeves keanu reeves dedicated yeah, dedicated, yeah. and when you hear him talk in interviews that is the guy it is yes he's a mixture of neo and johnny, ted theodore logan and johnny utah <laughs> johnny utah or is he ted the theodore logan ted yeah theodore logan. anyway great film and um Lots and lots of fun. So, George, in at number three, it's Wonder Woman. Wonder, wonderful woman. And DC thinking they can do no wrong. They've actually made a successful blockbuster. What could possibly go wrong in the rest of this year? We fucking did it, guys. Yeah. We've got a hit. We're going to beat Marvel. Um, yeah, they get it right, at least for a few months anyway. <laughs> um, it ticks all the boxes for an origin tale. Really liked the the whole bit uh, on... I'm not even going to try and pronounce the island... Themyscira. Themyscira. I don't know. It just uh, looks the, like... The, the, the island of lovely ladies. Kick-ass. Kick-ass. Kicking-ass. Taking you, names. You wouldn't want to make any sexist jokes over there. No. But yeah, I really liked that whole side of the mythology. I really liked the setup of it all. I liked you know, the whole bit with the soldiers on the beach. I thought it was a really cool. That was actually. a great scene. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, li I really liked the period setting, even if you can't help thinking of the first Captain America film. There's a lot of similarities there, yeah. which is, is unavoidable. Great chemistry between the lovely Gal Gadot and yeah. the lovely Chris Pine. Yeah. They'll make superior children. <laughs> Could take either of them home. Yeah. And feel like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you know. whatever. I'd be happy with either of them. Yeah. Don't tell my wife that. Um, <laughs> she'd want Chris Pine. Yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I mean, again, it's sort of like a lot of Marvel movies, but also DC films as well. A bit of a messy CGI finale. That it's the main complaint. It. And the bad guys, yeah. It, well, we're in spoiler territory, but... David Thewlis as a hulking <laughs> evil and god of war. As soon as he turns up, I'm like, he's the bad guy. Oh, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's a bit but of I a... missed the start, to be honest, because I had parking issues when I went to see this. 
And so I, nobody I, wants to know about your parking no, issues. But I, I mean, <laughs> is he when they is he not introduced in the opening credits at Aries? Do you not see it's him, or no, do you not you, see his face? You no, know, you just see him in like sort of you know Sauron type sort of helmet and armor. Ah, right. So you can't see it's him. No, okay, because I wasn't it's sure. David Fulis. Yeah, uh, but you just know he's I'm going to be very menacing. <laughs> <laughs> You know he's going to be bad. He's bad in every film apart from Harry Potter, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so at number... What next? What at, next? At number four, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians Part two. Volume two. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, the, the typical sequel of giving you what you loved about the first one. So you've got some great humour, some great character into banter, into Kurt play. Russell. You've got great Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. Kurt Russell's hair. You've got Kurt Russell with amazing silver mullet. And beard. And, and beard. Um, I'd take him home as well. Yeah. Him and Chris Pine. Mm. Mm. And an amazing, another amazing soundtrack. But why don't I like it more? Because it's a bit weak in the middle. Is that not right? There's the I, usual. It's an interesting because halfway, two thirds of the film, I'm like, but but there's there's been no introduction. Who are the baddies apart from the gold people? There's not really. Oh, mm, it's going to be his dad. His yeah. dad's his dad's going to be evil or something. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just a bit of a. T it's setting up. Well, so the, the, that's what I felt. Yeah, I felt the whole plot was a bit of padding. It didn't didn't move on and like a few other Marvel. Well, yeah, like, it's like a bit of Age of Ultron that does have that aspect. Yeah, to Yeah, I mean, it, uh, people say that you know that the Marvel films are guilty of trying to set up too much of that universe mm -hmm. and that rather than just it, giving you a, a, a plot. Yeah, giving you a plot and characters. And I I felt this was yeah it was just it felt a bit like filler before um, the next Avengers. There's like there was no mention of you know Thanos or the, linking it to the larger world. It's very self-contained. It's, it's a lot of fun, but I'm not really. I mean, I've listened to the the soundtrack on repeat all, all, all year, but yeah. I'm not really in a rush to to watch the film again. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I will at some point, but yeah, it just made me feel a bit like oh, okay, yeah, let's move on. But fun, it's one of those things, funny and enjoyable at the cinema. But afterwards, yeah, I'm not not gonna rush not rush back to watch it. Okay, so in next, apes, war for the, the planet, planet of, of the, the brother apes. of the revenge of the, the apes. Ape. Why don't I just call it War of the Apes? Ape know? War. Yeah. No, it's gonna be all planet. Of, it has what? to has to have Planet of the Apes in the title. It, Otherwise, it would be people, better just War of the Apes. But people might won't know what it's what it's about. Is this a new <laughs> franchise? Yeah. I really like this, and I'm actually surprised that it didn't wasn't a bigger hit. Well, yeah, you and I have always had this sort of difference because I loved the first film, like mm. the one with James Franco that with the breakout of the yeah. virus, and I loved the ending. I love and uh, yeah, it's, it's a great film. Watching that life film have you seen that yet no no i won't yeah. spoil it for you yet. so um no there's just certain things that there were certain things in the first apes movie that i really i really like i really it, liked it, and the second one kind of continued it but and the but i, I prefer the first and second to this last one that's my that's my overall point right well uh, i CGI's watched great circus is great, i watched you know. the uh the second one just after seeing this one uh wolf of the planet of the apes uh, is it dawn the second one yeah it there's some really nice links to it and there's a lot of um maybe i should have watched yeah, Dawn. yeah, no, they, they do fit together very nicely. Yeah, I, th I think it's a, it's, it's a really great closing chapter of this tr trilogy. Obviously, it's you know it leaves it open for the the apes mythology. I think may have one of the reasons might might not have been a hit was it's quite a dour, wintry film, isn't it? It's all yeah. like set in the snow. It's 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 great. And it's it, surprising character arcs, like not we not we stop squeaking, George. Yeah, interesting character arcs in that. 
what happens to Caesar is maybe yes some aspects of what happens to him is what you'd expect but what he does and how he acts is is surprising same with Woody Harrelson's character he's set yeah. up in a certain way not to be so much a stereotype but you do kind of think I've seen this before and by the end of it it's very surprising oh no the, yeah the whole uh, the whole film is surprising and there's nice callbacks to that first film to uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes it's great the fact that it sort of hops between genres it's part western part revenge film and yeah. then it's part prison break movie it's, yeah um it's great how it hops around and i love all the apes uh, they look so cute and cuddly yeah i mean the, the it's great that i think this is there's that you know excuse the pun but this evolution that the fact that the cgi's got so much better that you are spending the large part of the film with cgi characters and they are totally you and, to, feel and, totally at home you're not out of place yeah, it's you, not distracting and you take it for granted um but i think for such a a dour sort of dark film there's actually a lot of light moments in it as well there's mm -hmm. also a lot of emotional moments and it's yeah. it's amazing that you are reacting to these cgi characters you're, you're being made to care about cgi yeah. apes yeah but yeah there's a lot of uh comedy moments in as well and uh, a circus what a talent you know yeah definitely and yeah but i'm interested to see i think his take on the jungle book film which is now called mowgli is uh, i think that's going to be finally released next year <laughs> if there's one thing the world needs it's more jungle book movies more <laughs> but it's got quite a good cast but weren't uh, they two out in the same year am i getting confused no they, they were going to but they they're the most oh, so they held back yeah they held back because yeah. of the disney one was such a success yeah okay so this is the one with the the other cast with uh, yeah it's christian bale yeah. and benedict cumberbatch interesting. Shere Khan. interesting interesting so if you haven't seen war for the planet of the apes go see it uh it's not on at the cinema just just go and see it yeah, somewhere go around to somebody's house so next dunkirk christopher nolan does war war it's fantastic actually it's, it's it not if it's the second world war it wasn't it's, fantastic it's, it's pretty then. bleak yeah what can you say it's another typical nolan film it's stunning it's gripping it's very loud you you, you can't hear half Whoa. the time and once again he finds some way to fuck about with time uh, <laughs> we're giving us those and, three and, stories and casting tom hardy and killian murphy yes <laughs> but giving us those three stories like one of them set over hours one of them set over a week one of them set over a day it's like dude come on <laughs> but i suppose it's the least confusing of his time based yeah. uh, shenanigans yeah. i saw this in in imax and was so glad that I did. It was just, bomb. it was just phenomenal. The the aerial dogfight scenes. No, I thought it was great. I mean, a criticism of Chris Nolan films is that they can be quite cold. There's not a a, a great focus. You don't really warm to the characters. Mm -hmm. I think with this, obviously, there is an exception because it's more about it's it is a lot of focus on the action, and you haven't really got time to to spend with each of these characters, but. Yeah, it, I mean, it, if you look at something like Saving Private Ryan, mm -hmm. that's a different approach. You do you invest your time in those characters, and you really feel for them. Whereas in this, it's, I think it's more about the spectacle, and I, well, as you say, it's um, the historical accuracy of it. And some people argue that it isn't, but it is because what they could have done is they could have done a Tarantino ending. There's all that tension and pressure. Are they going to get off the beach? Are they going to get off the beach? And you, in the back of your mind, you're kind of hoping that they don't, and that mm. there's a massive all-out battle and explosions and bodies going over. With, with 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 apes. With apes, but but they do get off the beach. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of I kind of felt at the end. Yes, it's historically correct. Yes, it's great yeah. because the the British soldiers were rescued. But I think 
overall, I think the, where there was a historical inaccuracy in the, the way that the French are mm. painted in it. They're kind of painted as not doing much and running and hiding. Whereas they were massive They asset. were, yeah, they mm. were very intrinsic to the escape. But uh, yeah, there's so, so much in that film to like. I, I loved it, but I don't think I loved it as much as everybody else. Everyone was like, you know, waxing lyrical. And I did really enjoy it. I just didn't think it, I don't think it's his strongest film. No, not for a while. It showed that yeah. he, he he could. It shows that he can do it in some in some mm. things. But it was what it was. It did. I think it did. Uh, it did. It did well enough. And next, it's Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. I don't care what you say about Kevin Spacey. I'll watch him in anything, mm. regardless of what he's done or has tried uh, to do to people. I'm a little bit disappointed that they haven't rushed out and changed all the DVD covers. Or actually <laughs> reinserted somebody else to... Which, Chris, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, um, Christopher Plummer, you're now being reinserted into mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. What? I mean, into all of his films. Into his back catalogue. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if Ridley Scott can, you know, re, you know reshoot you know, every single scene that Kevin Spacey's in for his new film, at least, you know, they could send somebody around just putting a sticker over Kevin Spacey's face, even if it's just a price sticker. Can you not download your own Christopher Plummer stickers? Pro- probably. <laughs> um, sorry, we're, we're getting a little bit off tangent. I really like this film. I mean, I've, well, you and I have both been Edgar Wright fans from the very start. You know, we, we grew up with Spaced. Yeah, we were students. Shaun of the Dead. And I, I tell you what, I was watching again recently, which I forgot how good a film is, is uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see him play. And again, that, that wasn't, it's a shame that wasn't. Didn't do uh, as well as it yeah, should have. Yeah, d- d- didn't do as well as it should have. And it's got a really good cast that have gone on to do quite a lot of stuff but yeah this I thought again with Guardians of the Galaxy probably the the soundtrack of the year absolutely Uh, I've I've been listening to uh, the Baby Driver soundtrack on on repeat throughout the summer and amazing choreography choreography I'll record it for you yeah some of the way the action scenes like the the gunshots will sync up to the drum beat of a song that was great it's got John Hamm in it you know so what more can a guy ask for he is great in it I mean I I I think you will have. I think everybody's probably experienced this to some extent with the ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. We're having some vocabulary problems. Ubiquity. This or... Ubiquity of social media. I was late to watching Baby Driver, and everybody told me it was amazing. It was the best film they'd ever seen. Mm. It was like blah blah blah. blah. And everyone was excited. So when it got round to seeing, it, I'm kind of like good film, amazing soundtrack because I I found I couldn't understand a word that Jamie Fox was saying. His diction. His pronunciation was yeah, terrible. Such a racist. It's got nothing to do with that. Um, I thought he was a bit of a caricature of. He could, I thought he could have actually done a better job with that character because I thought I, I just felt that he let the film down and that he was too much. It was just it was too obvious. Whereas I thought everyone else was really strong, um, especially John Hamm. Yeah, especially John Hamm, the Ham, the Ham Man. But the also the issue I had with it. It's called Baby Driver. Um, at the He's, end, it, and it wasn't a baby. It you wasn't a baby driver. I, wa- I want gun. my money back. Where's the baby? <laughs> um, I was like annoyed after the first five minutes. But no, have you seen Baby Stay Out? <laughs> <laughs> But no, the opening car chase is phenomenal. Phenomenal, and that stunted music—it's my favorite car 
you know, a, a Scooby, Scooby and Pretzer, Subaru, Subaru, Subaru and Pretzer uh, being driven like that, and the tricks they do is amazing. It doesn't really come close for after that. That that's a letdown for me because it, I was like, it sold as a, it's a bank heist. Um, there's this, but I did. There's so much more I did like about it. I liked his character arc. I liked the fact that you get to see him tried, and and they take his thing. And there's little beats from the story that actually, without, yeah. I mean, obviously we are already in spoiler territory. But yeah, the soundtrack's amazing, and I and I really, I really did enjoy the film. But and I think in a year of some pretty not as not as much success as you'd expect this does stand tall as one of the highlights and it's an original property yeah it's so yeah. let's let's have more of that and it's yeah it's not a remake thank yeah. you thank you edgar wright so uh next we have blade runner 2049 blade runner running with blades what well, can we say that has not already been said yeah my, uh, my film of the year i'd say i would i, I didn't make it but um <laughs> You lie. Um, but yeah, I. it was everything you could have wanted in a Blade Runner sequel. I went to see it twice. I mean, we're talking a I, two and a half hour film. I can't wait to see it again. I and really, yeah. I was not bored the second time around. The first time around, I had no idea how long it was. And after, when we got to the two hour mark, I was like, hey, wait a minute, this is no, this film by the story is mm. nowhere near the end. Because I think Harrison Ford only turns up after an hour 50 or something. <laughs> but, so I was like, what's going on here? And I started getting worried thinking, they're just going to set up a sequel. This, mm. this is going to be a two-parter. That's going to be really annoying. But what is so beautiful about that film is that it maybe kind of does, but it doesn't really. It's a self-contained no, film. It, it, could, it could just finish there. It could just finish mm. there. But yeah, um, one of Gosling's best ever performances and uh, obviously one of the most beautiful women in the world. Oh, she, uh, that, that woman is lovely. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I would argue we're going to talk about other space films, mm. but definitely the best, the sci-fi of the year, mm. and one of my, probably my favourite film film. I was really concerned when it was first announced, especially when we've seen, you know, and we're going to go, again, we're going to talk about this uh, shortly, about the, what's happened with the Alien franchise, and, yeah. you know, revisiting films after 30 odd years is is usually a bad idea but uh, Denny Villeneuve has uh, knocked out the park I thought it was a, a beautiful film it's not for everybody as you say it is yeah a but lot... screw those guys exactly it's it's uh, it's a long film it's a slow film but if you're a fan of the first one then I think you'll love it arguably one of the best sequels that's ever been made yep I'd, I'd agree with that and that's saying a lot considering how many sequels. Yeah, uh, I know. I've, I've been talking about soundtracks a lot. And yeah, I've been listening to this. The, 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 the Hans Zimmer pounding, pounding. Um, yeah, the, the there's one scene, I think, where they're like the, the fight that when the cars oh, are slowly on sinking. On the water, yeah. Yeah. Don't listen to that when you're walking about. It just raises your anxiety levels. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's really tense. I usually have to skip that track because I feel like I'm being followed or I'm, I'm about to die. Is there a high level of warm? There's a lot of warming. but it's, A lot of, uh, lot of warmage. But, but the... Uh, no, I'm a... A big fan of the original Blade Runner, the Vangelis soundtrack, and I think again it's a, a great sort of homage and sequel to that soundtrack. And getting on to number nine, it's Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Um, what does yeah. it mean? Who cares? It's uh, the the uh, basically basically the bad parts of the Norse Bible. Really enjoyed this. Um, I would probably say it's the the funniest film of the year, without a doubt. We are. Uh, struggling with genuinely you know good comedies uh, these days but 
Um, I've always been a big fan of Taika Waititi, so loved Eagle versus Shark. Yep. What we do in the shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, and obviously the stuff he's done with Flight the Concords. So it was great to see that Marvel let him run loose. You know, absolutely. Just cut loose and just go absolutely nuts with it. Showed confidence on both sides. You know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why it resonated with so many people, because it was just so entertaining, so different, and so confident a film. I mean, it's got amazing colourful visuals. I mean, it's, yeah, very in line with the sort of the Guardians of the Galaxy sort of colour scheme yeah. and visual sort of palette. Great 80s uh, electro-y type soundtrack again. And, of course, Jeff frickin' Goldblum. Oh, Playing amazing. Jeff Goldblum. If there wasn't... There was just the right amount of him as mm. well, you know, he, and he, he did such a good job and, and you could see, you know, that the people, he was the ruler, but... Just yeah. a great character. You want more of it. And uh, again, yeah, it's, it's a bold film. It's not afraid to kill off quite a few characters, make some interesting choices for the future. Yeah. Um, so Best yeah. Thor film and one of the best Marvels. Yeah. yeah so well, top um, work. Yeah, and yeah, I'd say funniest film of the year for me. So, I mean, we're just, we're just going from one amazing film to another. And well, in what, at what, number 10, in no particular order, it's... Justice League. Now, I have to admit something to you, dear listeners. I have not seen Justice League. Uh, mm. George, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, for my sins, uh, as a completist, as a, as a diehard uh, Batman aficionado, I'm actually reading my notes from a lovely Batman embossed uh, notebook. That is one of the geekiest things you own. Um, I'm but impressed. It's, but it's, it's nice. It's a bit like a moleskin, but it's just got a Batman symbol on it. On every single page. On every single page. It just, <laughs> just reminds me. Just remi that you, could, you are Batman. It just reminds me that night time is a very dark time for me. <laughs> it's uh, Justice League. Um, it's not terrible. It's just a messy, massive disappointment. <laughs> yeah, it's not a complete car crash. There are moments in it that are a lot of fun. It's great seeing all the characters together on screen when it actually finally happens. But it's, it's such a missed opportunity. You've got these amazing, iconic characters Good actors. Good actors. I don't, you know, there's a lot of hate for, for Henry Cavill, but it's actually in this film you do actually get to see him as that, that Superman we know and love, that he's, he's smiling for one. When he, I say when he turns up, he doesn't really sort of turn up until halfway through the film. It's, yeah, it's just such a waste. How can a, apparently it's a cost over $300 million to make, how can it look so cheap? There's like so many like Star Wars level of CGI backgrounds. Yeah. I don't know how. You mean talking about the prequels sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the sort of there's a lot of. Um, apparently, this film has been subject to a lot of reshoots. So, for people who aren't uh, in the know, so the the film is credited as being directed by Zack Snyder, who did Man of Steel and uh, Batman versus Superman. Did he have some personal? Uh, yes, he had a, a family tragedy, so he left uh, earlier this year. So they'd done the bulk of. Uh, principal photography but Warner Brothers being Warner Brothers got a bit cold feet and were panicking that it was too serious and dour like Batman vs Superman so they brought in Joss Whedon him of Avengers to lighten it up a bit Joss do the do the do the Marvel thing do the Marvel money the money making Marvel yeah, thing yeah pretty much and the those scenes that have been added in apparently about 20 they say about 20 percent are extra scenes can you spot them you can well you can definitely spot the ones with henry cavill because they've had to cgi out his mustache that he was growing from mission impossible right 
and it's actually really distracting. It looks like he's got mummy. What's wrong with that man's face? It just I I can't wait to see that that uh, mustache. I uh, mean, I can't wait to see Mission Impossible yeah, Six. <laughs> it better be worth it. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of reshoots, and as a result, there's a lot of rushed CGI. So you can really tell when it's a lot of the time. You can pretty much you know guess when it's a new scene. And why you... not leave the mustache? So just to go back to must mustache land. Uh, why not just like he's because he's back from the dead and he, what, and he could be potentially evil so give him why a not mustache. give him a beard give him a full-on beard yeah yeah Would it well, just... well i think it's the fact that there are scenes before and after his mm. his resurrection spoiler so it would have been odd in those pre-death <laughs> moments why's he gone uh, just just just, just, just go with it go with it um, he's shaved and he's got super beard yeah <laughs> so yeah there are some i say enjoyable bits but on the whole it's just a mess and it's going to be apparently it's it's really been well it hasn't been a box office bomb but it's been really below the the expected numbers and i think you know you're in trouble when fans are starting an online petition to get a Zack snyder cut released you know people give Zack snyder so much crap but now they actually want to see the the originals Zack snyder version because there's talk that oh well that might be more coherent and that might have been edgier it's very it's a very light it is very much trying to do the marvel thing but I think it's just a bit of a rush, too, too little, too late. Speaking of fan backlash, in at number 11, it's The Last Jedi. Yes, yes indeed. Well, I've uh, been second guessing what it was going to be about for a long time. And you're all you're wrong. You're all wrong. You're yeah. all wrong, 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 wrong. Yeah, uh, you and I are, you know, we saw this separately. Um, we, we, were, we did plan to see it together. As we refused to speak each other about to the film. I said, what do you want? Do you want to know anything? Like one word? And you were like, no, tell no. me nothing. No, no, it's a bit of a family tradition that we've watched watched the last few Star Wars films together at the cinema, but because there was so much talk of spoilers, blah, blah, blah. Did it come out, it come out earlier as well? Uh, maybe it did come out earlier than usual. Early, or was it earlier um, Christmas in general? We both really enjoyed it, I think it's safe to say. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Had a uh, great laugh. I'd say it's on par with The Force Awakens. Yeah, um, I was the one thing I was trying to work out which is better. But it's it, it makes some interesting choices and, you know, fair play to them. Again, a bit like the... Marvel and Thor, you know, uh, hats off to them for trying to do something different with the formula. It doesn't, you know, Star Wars doesn't have to just be about the same family, the Skywalker family, and everyone is, everything is connected. It, the whole point of this new sort of series of films was to go off in different directions, and they're finally starting to do it. Well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, spoiler alert, I hope you've seen it. Uh, but I mean, they, in the film, you actually have, you know, you have some brilliant surprises that's very brave, that's very funny. Some people are saying it's too funny. Please, yeah, come kind, on. Yeah, that kind of humour doesn't belong in Star Wars films. Yeah, so, OK. Yeah. Well, maybe you're forgetting that those first Star Wars films did have humour in, but they had this, the amount of humour that you'd expect to see a film in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. And they had a many other things that were related to the to that era. I mean, you look at the haircuts that have been kept and all of that. They, they even put some moustaches in uh, to Rogue, uh, Rogue One, that sort of yeah. thing. The, the, you can't keep everything in the 70s, 80s era just because that's when the originals were made. Um, but in this film, you have them pointing out some things like you need to destroy everything and burn everything to start again. And, you know, anger, fear and hate are the way of the dark side. If you listen to the film and if you go along that path, mm. um, then you'll actually enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thoroughly enjoyed The Force Awakens. There's a lot that are not what you'd expect. And that takes some doing. 
Uh, yeah, I don't understand why there's so much backlash because, because they, these are people who don't want to be who don't want to be perceived to be sheep. Well, no, it's, it's the who same. Expect it's, something it's, else. it's the same people that complained that the Force Awakens was too a, much of a rewrite. Yeah, it was a, it was a carbon copy of the old Star Wars films. Now they're complaining that this isn't my Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker wouldn't do this. Yeah, my Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. Uh, so yeah, it's um, no. I thought it was. Luke, um, uh, sorry, Mark Hamill's comments have been taken out of context. Yes. Because he said those way back, and everyone's been writing stories about how he, this isn't the Luke Skywalker that he wanted, but he has since said that, he said that at the beginning, but he's, he's actually... totally on board with it. Yeah, and if you, there's that, there was a great uh, meme, meme going around, it's like, Luke Skywalker wouldn't turn his back, um, and all this, and they said, well, that's kind of what Obi-Wan Kenobi, Kenobi did, did, and it's what Yoda did, yeah. so... Run away and hide. Yeah, run away and hide. No, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I think it, it is a little bit flabby in the middle, it is a bit long. Oh, yeah, that no, whole the, the casino, casino planet is... Casino it? Finn story were lame. I'm not sure the, the, the point of Benicio Del Toro uh, Once either. again, terrible diction. Can't understand terrible diction. Can't understand a bloody word he says, whereas no. in Sicario, he's lethal, deadly, and a great... He's a great actor. Uh, you know, we love him yeah. from... We've loved him since before he was big in License to Kill. Um, nice honeymoon. Exactly. We've got so much respect for the guy, and he's just badly used. Yeah, I just, just didn't see the point of casting a decent actor in such a meaningless role and i think some some characters did get shortchanged but again yeah it kept surprising us yes i can i, I was like what there were certain wow moments i was like i can't believe they're doing this mm. but you've got to get on board you've got to realize that i mean in the words of luke skywalker in the words of mark hamill he said if you go into this film thinking it's going to go back and re you know let you yeah. re-enjoy some of your childhood you will be disappointed so mm. grow up because these, these fans backlash, yeah. the people who have a problem with this are over the age of 30 and they are expecting, you know, Disney, t Disney, this is Disney, by the way, they Ruin make my childhood. Disney make children's films. Uh, you have to understand that this is what's going on, mm. that they are not there to service you. I just can't wait for them to team up with the Avengers next year. <laughs> and there's also Fox. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so that was our rundown. Uh, I think just to finish off, though, um, just to highlight, George, would you say, um, I don't know, what's... I think we've done a lot of blockbusters. Uh, there's been a lot of franchise stuff, but we do watch other films. Uh, yes, other more more thinky, talky films. What, what um, other films do you think are worth a mention, George? Um, so uh, in terms of Art House Fair or uh, What the Fuck Fair, <laughs> um, I, I saw a couple of interesting films well, in the summer. So I went and saw A Ghost Story. Well, that is the, the, the title of the film, A Ghost Story, uh, by David Lowry with... You're not a big fan of his uh, Casey Affleck and nah. and Rooney Mara, but it's a very interesting twist on on it on a ghost story on a a guy who dies in a car crash and he's haunting his his partner. It's very moving. It's very weird. Uh, I can't really describe it um, without ruining it. Sort of thing. Well, not without ruining it. It's it's very arty. It's very, okay. there's lots of long lingering. There's a long lingering silences. Yes, there's there's a I think there's something like a five minute long take of Rooney Mara, who's this grieving girlfriend, 
uh, just eating a pie in grief on the floor and sobbing and there's 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 nothing else to it it's just her eating a pie very slowly and, and crying no so, car chases then no car chases no explosions no time travel no avengers turning up not interesting um and casey affleck and and casey affleck but no i it, there's something very hypnotic about it so it's probably not going to be for everybody but if you fancy something different a little bit of a head scratcher check that out the the other film that i really enjoyed that is quite a sort of an arty twist on a blockbuster film was uh, colossal um, i really want to see which that. is a yeah a, a sort of a very twisted take on godzilla um so uh anne hathaway is uh, sub subconsciously controlling a, a monster in uh, South Korea uh, and that's all I'm going to tell you because anything else would be a spoiler but it's directed Sounds by awesome. the amazingly named Nacho uh, Vigalondo I think who um, directed a favourite film of ours um, Time Crimes Oh right, which does have time travel in it. God, I love that. Film. Um, which is yeah, a great. He's a Spanish director, and Time Crimes is a very good uh, time travel film that you should uh, check out. Um, but yeah, also check out Colossal. It's really interesting. It's quite funny. It's quite dark. But yeah, I don't think it made massive numbers, but worth checking out. Charlie, what about you? Did you see any uh, worthy arty fair? Well, I think uh, I mean, it, you know, you living in Paris with your beret and yeah. Well, I can't obviously talk about the the three hundred French films that I've yeah. seen this year, but um, no, I think it goes without saying. I think we've mentioned it on another uh, episode. You know, I was I was very fortunate to be um, at the premiere, the French premiere of Mother. Yeah. I have to say it like that because there's an exclamation mark in the oh. title, Mother. Or mother, um, mother, uh, yeah. So I, I, I really enjoyed that film. I enjoyed where it went. There's obviously some bits that I found a bit uncomfortable, but the overall uh, analogy that was going on, um, very interesting in this in this time and place, and some great performances um, from all involved. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, I, I th that is a very well made film, very good thought provoking film that you talk about and you think about long time after seeing it mm. so yeah absolutely yeah I, I need to check that out because i do like uh, aronofsky's stuff uh, as challenging and disturbing as it can be yeah but it's just the right amount you know it's not too much just the right um, amount of fear yeah. and as i'm talking about fear as in yeah. like you know hangover type fear yeah michelle pfeiffer's great in it ed harris is great in it and obviously you've got uh, javier bardem and uh, j-law uh, Jennifer Lawrence doing fantastic work. So yeah, it's um, definitely wow. worth a watch. Okay. Uh, so to round up, well, let's 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 give you the the bad news. Uh, biggest disappointment of twenty seventeen. Um, well, yeah, for me, Justice League is definitely up there just because of the potential and obviously the you know the the fact that it's been built up over so much time but the other disappointment for me and we haven't talked about it because um, we're so disappointed about so it so disappointed about it is uh, as as alan sorry alien Co covenant yeah um i wrote a, a piece on this on on the blog uh, so you should check that out on on retroramble.blog and yeah i think we all sort of had high hopes after we were disappointed first time round uh, with, with Prometheus, but fool me once, Ridley. Oh, fool me twice. Yeah, he just clearly is not interested in making a a decent alien film anymore. He's more obsessed with doing stuff with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, fingering I'm, himself. Sorry, f um, playing fingering a flute. Let me do the fingering. There was so much in that film to like, but just far too much to dislike. And they just why not? You've made one. Why not 
support Prometheus. This film does not support... It rewrites stuff, it ruins stuff. There was stuff built up. The stuff that we liked in Prometheus is not given the correct service. Mm. Uh, the one thing I did like in this, I did like the aliens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that felt a little bit like fan service. Like, oh yeah, I'm doing my, my Prometheus story, but I suppose I'll have to throw in the the mon you know the alien to, to appease the fans. And yeah, it was one of those films that I kind of enjoyed whilst watching it. And then I was literally walking out of the cinema going, but wait, wait, no, that, that, wait. Bit, that was just stupid. All the characters were stupid. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I didn't like any of them. Um, oh, this is Prometheus. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, uh, no, both. Uh, uh, well, well, both of them, actually. Um, this is Alan. I mean, I was saying that for uh, Alan Covenant. Uh, I, I did enjoy uh, Danny McBride. I thought he was, yeah. he was quite good. But yeah, it's just such, again, it's a wasted uh, opportunity. And it shows with... You know, we've been talking waxing lyrical about Blade Runner, uh, a great sequel to a Ridley Scott film, and Ridley Scott uh, produced it. Thankfully, he didn't direct Blade Runner because he was too busy with with Alien Covenant. So it shows what can be done if it's in you know somebody else's hands. And there was talk a couple of years ago of uh, Neil Blomkamp uh, of District Nine doing an Alien Five, so a a sequel with Sigourney Weaver and somehow bringing about Michael Bean rewriting the sort of the alien saga and apparently Ridley Scott threw his toys out the pram and was like no I'm I'm doing my thing with uh, Prometheus and Covenant uh, you can't do it so I think yeah that's that's a, a missed opportunity as well, well to, it, to see it with a fresh director or a, a young talented director a bit like what's happening with Star Wars getting you know the cream of the crop directors who've involved, grown up with the films who've grown up with films uh, you know letting them have a crack yeah, I mean, if you listen to him in interviews, obviously, like ourselves, um, is it Sir Ridders? Sir Ridders. He's from the Northeast. We've got an amazing amount of respect. He's made some amazing films. Uh, but I've, I've never looked at him in the same way since The Counselor. Um, I'm <laughs> I ne I will never, to see that, that was two hours of my life that I will never get back uh, with some of the worst dialogue possible. But this, if you listen to him in interviews, he has a problem with aliens. Yeah, he, he's not happy about everybody. How how much praise is heaped on that film? He doesn't like what James Cameron did, and he's trying to write it out of alien yeah. law. And that's why there's all of these questions saying, well, a lot of the questions people are asking about Alan Covenant is mm. that, sorry, Alien Covenant is that, how is this possible? Because of what happened in Aliens, and he just wants to write it out. And that, to me, kind of. Yeah. Is probably the wrong way to approach this saga. Well, I'm sure he, I mean, Ridley is, I think he's 80 years old now. So he's he's keeping himself busy. And I think he was talking most recently about, he's thinking that the next film just might focus on the Michael Fassbender's David and the, the rise of AI, because that's more interesting. It's just like, just make a completely different film then. Yeah, call it know. something else. But um, anyway, I mean, the, I just think that this film for me was... An annoying mess that should have been better, but it looked great. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You it can say about look, Ridley Scott films; they, they, they always look great. They look fantastic. It's just, and the you know, The Martian. Uh, I say this in my review: The Martian shows with a good script, Ridley Scott can Ridley, do it. He can, can still deliver. He can still deliver. He just needs a good script and someone to say no, no. Somebody say no. Okay, so most fun. Uh, I think yeah, we've we've covered it, but uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok was just. A delight from start to finish. Lots of fun, lots of good gags, lots of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I think I'm going to... I, I struggle with this because I do think... I think Thor, Ragnarok, Blade Runner are my two favourite films of mm. the year. But because I say that because for me, Star Wars stands alone. Star Wars was such a crucial part of my... Uh, 
you know, we watched it so many times. It's mm. so important to me. I and I really enjoyed uh, the Last Jedi. I had so much in, and I am. I have no idea, um, you know, what they're going to do with the the next installment. But I am excited about seeing it, and I get what they were trying to do. And I just, I really, really enjoyed it. But I, I can't decide which is better. Mm. I mean, that that's, that says a lot. I, I mean, mean, Thor to me is one of the best. It's definitely the best Thor film, and one of the best Marvels. And they've made what is it, fifteen, sixteen, at least uh, <laughs> films now. And I prefer all. I prefer this to. I prefer this sort of story to what we're seeing or what we have seen recently in the Avengers side. I, I prefer Thor Ragnarok to Civil War, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. Civil War is one of those films that kind of doesn't age well. Yeah, falls apart. There's a lot of sort of story inconsistencies, but the same could be said about Last Jedi. But I think Star Wars still has that power to be a real sort of theatrical experience. You Fucking know. Yoda was yeah. in it. Yes, exactly. And he was a proper puppet. It was that. That to me just said, right, I'm done. Yeah. You know that 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 this film's given me everything I want, um, and making me wonder where it's going to go. My only uh, one, one of the few weaknesses of Last Jedi, not enough Chewbacca in my no no. <laughs> But he was eating one of the the thing with it was at the porgs. Yes, that that was a great joke. Yeah, there yeah. was some there was some there were some good yeah. jokes in that. So but we've done we kind of talked about it already. But most pretty definitely Blade Runner without a shadow of a doubt. Well, if if we're not counting Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, <laughs> that's so pretty. I want to see I want to see the 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 sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so that's biggest disappointment. Most fun. Most pretty. Um, Want to talk about most pretty? Uh, well, no, we've, we've done most. Oh, so yeah, most pretty is yeah, Blade Runner. I was just, I thought it was stunning. It was a a feast for the eyeballs. Yeah. And then finally, we've got most headshots. Well, who, who that? Oh, John Wick. John two. Wick two gets most headshots. If you thought there couldn't be any more up close headshots in the first one, you were wrong. Yeah, and you know things to check. I think we've probably mentioned this before, but you've got to check out on YouTube. Somebody has it from the first John Wick film has reinserted for all of the gun noises of of all. Of a, of a scene is Michael Jackson noises. Yeah, so it works. It works, well, um, and the honest trailer for that is hilarious. Um, I also saw someone on YouTube to not as successful effect did the same thing with Michael Jackson sounds and screams and yelps, but for Return of the Jedi with the lightsaber battle. Yeah, um, it's not as good as the John Wick. It's not, but it's, no, it's, it's not as good as, as, as John Wick. But yeah, definitely check that out. But I think what we can say for certain after talking about. You know, War of the Planet of the Apes and uh, seeing, you know, Snoke in Star Wars that I read this somewhere online. I can't take credit for it, but uh, underneath everybody is just Andy Circus in a suit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. Um, so, yeah, it's I think it's been it's a bit been a bit of a mixed bag. There's, there has been some really good stuff. I can't think for the life of me think what's what's coming up next year. But obviously, yeah, as we said, uh, the DC universe, the Justice League is where is, do we go now? Yeah, is, is a little bit in in trouble, and there's this constant stories about whether uh, Ben Affleck is going to hang up the cape. Uh, there's still rumours abound uh, for the new Bond film whether Christopher Nolan is involved, which could yeah. be very exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, serious homage. Hans Simmer doing the James Bond theme and, and screwing around with the timeline somehow. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. So thank you for for listening to us. Thank you for p- putting up with us this year. Yeah, we hope you've enjoyed our episodes and will continue to listen and share. Please check out our blog, which is retroramble.blog and uh, we're on Facebook we're on Twitter we are on the Instagram yes we are on the Instagram that's Um, what the kids are calling it right yeah I think so I think so Uh, we're also on Telefax uh, (laughs) Cfax page Cfax page (laughs) 778 
Seven, seven, eight. Yeah. But no, we've had fun doing this and that's all that matters because we're going to keep doing this whether people keep downloading it or not. But yep. we've had, we no. Charlie, goes, I'll, I'll be honest with you. These microphones aren't plugged into anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not even publishing them anymore. No, we're having, we're, we're enjoying these and 2000, the next year, 2018, we're going to be doing, giving you all the same sort of things. We're going to be doing the monthly episodes. We're going to be interspersing those with some bank holiday specials mm. to allow us to uh, approach some of the type of films you see in the bank holiday holiday but yeah and please keep sending us your feedback that's why we've done this review of the year because a lot of people asked for it and thanks for sharing with all your friends we're getting a lot of people sharing and spreading the good word on keep, keep sharing yeah keep, keep sharing. sharing sharing's caring 2018 is all about sharing tell your friends yeah so yeah i mean that's that's all so um that's the review of 2017 i've been <laughs> see you next year see you again next year um i've been charlie mcgee i've been george mcgee and we will see you next time goodbye Yeah.